Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the Real Estate Investor Dive podcast. Uh, today I want to start off with an apology um, to my guest Jared Como and also to anyone watching the video version of this podcast. Um, Jared and I were having a very personal conversation about the loss of one of his good friends recently. And we decided to keep that portion in the interview. However, we were talking about it before we started. Um, the, we decided to keep it in because there was a very powerful message about how he used his grief as fuel. Um, the reason why I'm apologizing is because on the video version, I'm clearly drinking a smoothie throughout the whole conversation. And looking back on it, it just looks so insincere. And that was not the case. And and Jared and I talked about it, and we decided to keep it in, regardless. Um, but for anyone who's watching, we just I, I didn't want to give the wrong impression, and so I wanted to apologize, and I wanted to apologize again to Jared. Uh, but today's interview is just so amazing. I've been wanting to have Jared on for a while now. He has such a good story. Um, he's such a hard worker. Um, you know his his journey of weight loss and getting into real estate investing and just turning his life around. Um, he's, he's just, he's a locomotive. He doesn't stop. And I, and I love it. And, uh, today's topic that we focused on was something that I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time as well on the podcast. And that's, that's health, um, health and wealth, health and real estate. Um, it's something that investors tend to put down on the bottom of the list because, you know, it, it priorities, right? Job and family. And, and building a business, there's not a whole lot of time to eat healthy and prepare meals and, 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 uh, and get to the gym. But uh, Jared manages, because like I said, he's a locomotive. He's, he's just amazing. Um, he's, he's one of my mentees, and you know, it's, it's just been such an amazing uh, thing being part of his journey. So yes, again, we talked about you know, his wholesaling business in Calgary. As well, we, we, we mostly talked about just making sure that you're carving out time for yourself and your health. Um, because ultimately, if you're not healthy enough and you don't live long, you're never going to really get to enjoy all the things that you worked hard for. So here's my interview with Jared Como. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, well, man, this is the first time I've ever lost somebody that close to me. And... It was, you know, I was holding it together really well for like the past two weeks. We found out that he passed away in a car crash, what, May 14th. Um, and uh, yesterday was the, uh, was the, no, not yesterday, day before, uh, was the funeral. And I was holding it together. I, I hadn't shed a single tear yet. And I was kind of starting to <clears throat> feel guilty about not doing that. Mm-hmm. I was like, why aren't I crying? Like, this guy was my best friend, one of my best friends. How am I not crying yet? And uh, we got into the parking lot, and I was starting to feel kind of like my heart breaking out of my chest and throat dry, right? Stomach in my, and my stomach was in my throat. And walking into the, the viewing, um, I was fine. I walked into the door. I walked in and then I saw the casket, the open casket, and I kind of started shaking a little bit more. And then me and Travis, my other friend, 
I've, I've, I had a group of four really, really tight friends, Travis, Andrew, myself, and Mike. And you know, as you get older, you have, you have a really small group of really, really good friends and you like, don't branch out from that. Right. Yeah. You start so, to, you start to filter them out. Exactly. And, and me and Travis start walk, walking up there. And as soon as I kind of see the outline of his face, like poking out from the side of the, of the casket, like I just started sobbing. Like I just lost it. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I just, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm looking at, at his body. I'm thinking like, Mike, I see your body, man, but I don't see you. Like you're not in there. It was, it was a weird, it was the most weird feeling ever. And I kind of composed myself and went back outside, started and mingled and shared stories and everything. And, um, just before the service, we were sitting in, in the viewing area because I can only have 10 people in the chapel and 10 people in the viewing area. Uh, in the viewing area, we were watching the service on stream. And I was, again, I was doing okay. <laughs> And maybe 10 minutes before the service started, I just started shaking uncontrollably. It was, it's the first time in my life I've ever lost control of my body. Like, typically, I know exactly what's going on with my body and everything I do with my body is very liberal, and very, or not liberal, but very deliberate. And I'm sitting in the chair watching, listening to the music and, and, uh, I just randomly start shaking uncontrollably. I'm like looking at my hands. I'm like going like this. I'm like, what's going on? And I just break down. Like, and and everybody in the room was kind of sobbing a little bit and it kind of to the to themselves, right? I straight, like Wayne, I straight up started to ugly cry. <laughs> and um, um Andrew's uh, fiance, Grace, was sitting beside me because Travis and Andrew were pallbearers and they're inside the other room and Grace was with me. <laughs> and uh, I just started ugly crying and I had no idea that crying your contacts out was a thing that you could do. <laughs> your your like, contacts fell out? They fell out and I like looked down, I was like, I was like bawling my eyes out. And I looked back up after I composed myself, I'm like, why can't I see anything? <laughs> and I thought maybe it was just because I've been crying a lot and I looked down and my contacts were on the carpet. I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> I can't see anything. My contacts are there. And Grace pulls out one of the, the, the contact solutions. And I'm like, you have contact solution in your purse. And she, she, she had lost her dad a month or so earlier. And she's like, I need to be prepared this time. <laughs> so <clears throat> thankfully for her, I was able to put my contacts back in, but after that I composed myself and it was a beautiful service. And that was, it was kind of like, you know, that was where I let those two weeks of pent up stuff just go. Right. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. You, um, obviously, you know, you and I talked about it and, uh, and you kind of been dealt with a couple of blows in the last year. I mean, this one and another one. And, uh, you know, you and I have discussed it a lot about the fact that it's, it's very important 
to when things like that happen, you just kind of set business aside, right? Yep. Um, the end of the day, because I know that you went and canceled a bunch of really good leads, you know, with your wholesaling business. Yep. Um, but the end of the day, it's <clears throat> um, it's your family, it's your friends, it's the things that you're, you're, you know, the reason why you're, you know, starting a wholesaling business or getting into real estate investing is, is you know, um, these are the reasons why, right? So it's, it's uh, I'm glad you were able to to kind of step away and and um, and have that. But like, like you hopped right into another meeting like the day after, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> um, like the day after, so I drove back uh, yesterday, the day after, and I, <laughs> it was, you know, an eight hour drive and I was on phone calls for six of those hours. Um, it was- Were you able to keep it together? Yeah, I was. Yeah, um, I found that as as long as I thrust myself into business, and you know, so my calls yesterday were to mostly real uh, <clears throat> agents, real real estate agents in Edmonton because currently I have a condo that I'm looking at assigning. Yeah, and I called a whole bunch of real real estate agents to uh, to make connections and see if they had any buyers that were looking into get to get into this building. And it, it's after I was done with the calls, <clears throat> I kind of realized, you know, okay, we mourned yesterday. Um, there's still going to be grief, right? Um, and you, I can't feel guilty about going back to my day-to-day -day life. It's, you know, I'm doing my business. Like my why is my family. Right. And <laughs> it's uh, those four boys were are my family. They're my brothers. Right. And it's, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, it really proved that at the funeral that your why is supposed to make you cry. And wow, it really did. It really proved that it did. And getting right back into business the next day, um, that was me giving me permission to move back on, move. To not move on, but continue on with my life. And it, it was good. It, it really was really good and therapeutic for me to talk business, uh, you know, the day after. Do you, do you find that it inspired you a little bit? I mean, it's a bit of a touchy subject, but you know, yes, absolutely. it sounded like it was a pretty sudden, um, passing. It was instant, right? Um, it happened May 14th, 4.30 in the morning. And it was a car wreck. And I'll save the details. But um, I didn't have a, I, I did not have a property under contract that day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a couple days after, it took a couple days to kind of, <clears throat> took a couple days to kind of process what, what was going on and that I had just lost one of my best friends. And I had put my nose to the grindstone like I'd never, I had never done in the past six months, Wayne. And I got that condo under contract just almost right away. And I just missed out on a couple other properties um, that were going to be for likely agreement for sale contracts. But mm -hmm. 
those ones didn't quite work out, but um, you know what they say, uh, two or three out of every 100 are gonna turn into deals, right? Um, so I got that condo under contract. Um, and that was, that was kind of a funny story. Um, it had been going on for a, few, a couple weeks. Um, like I got it, I, he contacted me a couple days after the accident. And it's a couple days. No, he had contacted me a couple days before it had happened. <clears throat> and we were talking about it. And I told him, you know, it doesn't really make sense at the price that you're asking for. Um, it, it doesn't it, like, I could maybe give you this price. Um, I could maybe give you two fifty for it and I might be able to make it work. And then he counters with two sixty five. I'm like, okay, before I say yes or no, I have to get the condo documents and look it over. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then the accident happened and I kind of just forgot about it. And, um, and it's funny, it's those four or five days of not talking to the seller. I don't know if it <clears throat> made him, I don't know what it did in his brain, but, um, he, he came back to me. So his initial, his initial asking was $300,000. Okay. That was his initial asking. And then I said 250, he came back 265. Okay. Let me look at the, let me look at the details. And the accident happened and I kind of ghosted him for five days. On that five day, he says, hey, Jared, do you think we can have a deal at 225? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me? <laughs> 225. And in my head, I'm like, yes, I can make that work. But yeah. I wasn't going to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, it. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, it could definitely work at 225. Yeah. Um, it would work a lot better at 220. Yeah. So I I call I send him a message and I'm saying, Jason, I can that's not his real name, by the way. Uh, I can I was about to say, why wow, you just gave that up, eh? Not his real name. <laughs> <laughs> um I can make it work at 250. And when I and and I just, I did that strategically because I wanted it at two twenty, yeah. And sure said he came back to me at two twenty. Like sign the papers, yeah. <laughs> to make this happen, because the thing is, when you that might, that ghosting might be one of my strategies now, but um, it's a powerful uh, it's a powerful tactic, especially uh, if somebody's pull, if, if, pull it away from them, especially if a seller really needs to sell a property, right? Yeah. Um, and he doesn't have any other any other leads. Anyways, um, so we got under contract, and uh, I'm actually going to be driving up to Edmonton tomorrow to uh, to show it to a couple investors. And nice. Hopefully, we're able to sign this thing. Right on, man. Yeah, and and so that kind of just shows that the power of you know. His death is changed everything in my drive and and everything. It's like it made me realize life is so short. You don't know when you could go. Um, like Mike's gone, 
Um, why do I care what anybody thinks about my cold calls? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's going to have a, his, his passing is going to have a profound effect on my life moving forward. I mean, just as much as he had a profound effect on my life growing up. And it's, it's also important, obviously, to make sure that you are um, enjoying your life, you know, as you're growing your business. And I know that you've got a great um, balance, you know, with, uh, with your fiance and, and your business and your job and everything else. I mean, you're living that, that you know, that real investor dad life, right? Um, it's, it's not an easy one. And, uh, you know, obviously you and I, we, you know, we've talked about this. One of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on today was to kind of talk about your routines because um, you've had quite the journey, uh, quite the inspirational journey. Like for me, like I'm, I'm very inspired uh, by you that, you know, your journey from, um, can I say, being, being in a weight that you weren't comfortable with yeah. and, and, you know, having that moment and then and making a decision in your life to, to change that. <clears throat> and then also a big dramatic decision, you know, to take control of your finances as well. So um, you know, those are two really big decisions. And then rather than just making a decision, uh, or, you know, saying you're going to do it and then trying, like you actually, you built a life around it. Like you've got, you've got some really great routines. Um, and, and you've, you've been able to grow your business at the same time, you'd able to maintain a very healthy lifestyle, which <laughs> you and I know, and, and everyone listening knows that is a very difficult, um, thing to do. Most yeah. investors, entrepreneurs, they, they decide I'm going to take control of my life, my finances. Um, and then they, they, you have these, these areas of your life that are important. You've got your job, you've got your, you know, your, your relationships, you've got your family, um, you've got your, uh, you know, you get business. And then lastly, everyone always puts health at the bottom, yeah. right? It's normally yeah. family and health are always at the bottom, the, the bottom two. And yep. uh, which is unfortunate because like you said, life's too short, right, man? Well, and, and you know what? <laughs> I hear it all the time from other investors is I'll take care of my personal health. And after I've taken care of my financial health. Yeah. Aren't they one and the same? hundred percent. Right. So tell you about my story a little bit going all the way back. Um, growing up, I was, um, I was the, I was a fat kid. I'm going to be honest with you. I was a fat kid. Um, in, you know, grade 10 I was pushing 300 pounds and I was <laughs> I, I stand five nine so you think I, I a big dude and I was bullied my entire high school all, all throughout grade school because kids suck right so <laughs> yeah. yeah um and even throughout adulthood I kind of just Continued to be big, didn't really do much about it, kind of decided, okay, this is my life, whatever. Um, I never really found that body positivity thing that a lot of people find. Yeah. Right. And one thing that I like to, one thing that I heard, I can't remember who said it, but it was don't confuse body positivity for for an unhealthy lifestyle. Um, and it was five years ago, five, six years ago, I'd moved out to Calgary and that move kind of changed my life. Um, I'd been living with my parents for until I was 28 years old, 
um, finally decided just to move out to Calgary. What, what, what made you decide to move to Calgary? So I had taken a heavy equipment operating course and the plan was to get a job in, in the oil patch. And it's funny, I had sent out probably a thousand resumes at, that, at this point. And, and uh, I came out to Calgary to visit my best friend in the world. Um, and it was during Stampede. Yeah. We just came out for the, the, hundredth, the hundredth Stampede, um, the hundred year anniversary of Stampede. And on my drive there, well, uh, before I went, I decided, okay, you know what, just in case, I don't know why I thought about doing this, but I was like, just in case, let's bring my my PPE, my hard hat, my boots. My <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea why I did this. You um, fucking manifested that. <laughs> so I threw all that stuff in my in, in the trunk of my Camaro. Yeah. And I was like, let's go visit, let's go visit Soren in, in, in Calgary for the Stampede. On the way there, I got a phone call. 403 number, I've never seen it before. Hello? Hey, Jared, this is so-and-so with uh, Keystone Excavating. I'm like, hi, how can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're a construction, we're, we're, um, we're an excavation company based in, in Calgary. Um, would you possibly be available for an interview on Monday? I'm thinking the plan was to go back home on Sunday. I'm like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm driving to Calgary right now. <laughs> there is no such thing as luck, my friend. Luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. That's right. You're That's prepared. right. And so it was a working interview. So I went, I visited this one and I'm like, I got, a, I got an interview. Um, <laughs> out of the thousand resumes they sent as I was driving to come see you. And I'm like, can I crash at your place for another extra day? It's like, yeah, absolutely. So um, anyways, the move to Calgary completely changed my life. Uh, that's when I, I had a job before I'd even moved out there. And <laughs> I moved all my stuff out to Calgary in three weekends with my Camaro. You know, it was, it was a topless Camaro too, right? So I, to be able to move all my stuff, I had to retract the top, put everything in there, and then try and cram the top back down again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, once I got to Calgary, I'm like, okay, that you know what? This is a whole new chapter in my life. This is completely different. Yeah. I never grew. I did a, never had a beard. I was always a baby face. I was like, that's the first thing we're gonna do is we're growing a beard. And and I, I did it. Why? I don't know. I, I, like, I, it was just, uh, this is the first thing I'm going to do in my next chapter is grow a beard. <laughs> You're shedding the old skin and. Right. So, so I grew the beard. Um, that was point yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's it. Right. Um, and so I, I grew the beard and I decided, you know what? It's time to, well, no, that's not true. That wasn't how I did it. I, I had never been really thinking about fitness, right? And I mean, I had been thinking of, of, of losing weight, but whenever I thought of losing weight, I thought of treadmills and stationary bikes and, and this, that, right? And 
it was like, oh, I hate this stuff, right? So that's why I'd never gone and really done it because it was just, <laughs> say this now is it's a bad thing, but it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. I just went for a run this morning. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> exactly. So I, I was looking in the mirror one morning as I'm getting ready for work and I'm trying to picture my body, you know, think of like the marathon runners or the, 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 the Ironman athletes. And I'm thinking my, I don't, my body wouldn't be able to handle that kind of physique. Uh, my, my, my shoulders are just way too broad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in that moment, I thought, bodybuilding, lifting weights. Mm-hmm. And I went on, on Google and I'd never really followed Mr. Olympia or bodybuilding or anything. And I went on Google or Instagram. And these guys had broad shoulders like me, right? Yeah. But they still look great. I'm like, I want to do this. I want to look like this. So I called Good Life Fitness and I got a trainer the next day. And How you do it, man. From there, it, it's it, it, I went at, at my heaviest, I was almost 360 pounds. And right now I'm sitting at 230. <clears throat> so amazing. It's it's I've kind of gone away from bodybuilding though. Um it wasn't 1800 calories a day is tough. It's, it's really tough. It's, um, and I, I followed it strictly. Right. And it just, I, I changed sports, um, couple, couple months ago, just because I don't know. I did a little bit of soul searching and bodybuilding is just it's not me it's too vain um it, it, it's it's all about your looks right and and i kind of i did some soul search and i'm like this is like everything that i tried to fight against in high school mm-hmm. um like it's a beauty contest it, it is it really is absolutely <laughs> it's a glorified beauty contest exactly and if, if, I mean, you've seen my face, there's no symmetry to this thing at all. So <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it unique. <laughs> That's right. But, but as a bodybuilder, you have to be symmetrical everywhere. And um, Interesting. Um, if you don't have symmetry, you're not going to win anything in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made the switch to Olympic lifting. So... Um, now people hear Olympic lifting and they automatically think I'm gonna I'm trying to get into the Olympics, but no, that's not it. It that's just the name of the sport. That's because it's called Olympic lifting because those are the lifts that they perform in the Olympics, right? Um, and it goes back centuries, right, um, or decades rather. And so I made that switch just because. I was sick and tired of the 1800 calories a day thing. Um, Hard man. But you know what? I'm not slamming it. I'm not slamming the 1800 calorie a day bodybuilding thing because it's what made me lose 130 pounds. <clears throat> um, 
let's let's get into that a little bit because um, I've been ignoring that that math my whole fucking life, and doesn't matter how many times everyone says it. Well, you know, you just need to you need to <laughs> it's the whole calories in, calories out formula, right? There's a certain amount of calories that your body needs every day based on your size, based on, and, and then um, you need to look at your your lifestyle and how much you're burning, right? Yep. Yep. And then you just plug in the numbers and that's how many calories you should have. If you yep. want to lose weight, you just eat less calories than, you know, than the calories that you were supposed to have, right? Can you exactly. want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so, so there's a calculation. I can't remember for the life of me, I think it's like the TPEE, um, something like that. It's like total something, total. Don't okay, try it. Don't, don't try and figure it out while you're on the interview. Yeah, no kidding. Silly. I think what it is, is like the total daily caloric expenditure or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And it's basically what your body burns just by living, just by breathing. Um, because a lot of people don't know this, but calories are burnt through breathing. Um, know that. Yep. So the basically your body burns fat. Um, there's two different ways, right? Um, because of every breath that we take, our body is is constantly, you know, using that energy. So so for our body to work. There's two different ways that your body uses uh, fat. Um, the first one is through hypertrophy, which is the act of uh, micro tears in your muscles. And when your muscles get torn, um, they have to repair somehow. And what they do is they take from your fat stores, fill in those tears, and the, that fat is absorbed by the muscle. And that's how that's why you see bodybuilders with massive, massive muscles is because they just continually tear their muscles and, and and their body uses whatever they have in fat stores to to build those muscles mm -hmm. plus steroids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other way is um, when you're working really hard, the fat turns into carbon dioxide. Okay. And you, you expel that carbon dioxide when you exhale. So that is why when you are working out, you need to get your heart rate up so that you're breathing hard. If you are breathing hard, you are losing weight. Interesting. Yeah. So, Interesting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where, I don't know how we got here. Oh, it's 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 because a lot of people don't understand the the the, the science behind that right. and yeah. you just assume oh i'm gonna go on a diet and i'm gonna eat salad and i'm gonna eat nuts instead of chocolate and yeah. if i have nuts for snacks uh it doesn't matter if they're salted and then if i have salad for dinner i'm going to lose weight and i'm gonna go for a run right yeah. that is that is that is that is their logic yeah. and i'm not saying that i was that ignorant <laughs> But to be honest, I mean, based on my my upbringing, I was not given the education, the proper education. And when I was given the education through, you know, physical education at school, but I didn't listen because, you know, I did just that was the that was the environment that I was grown uh, that I was born into. And and yeah. I ignored the, that fact. And yeah. you, know, you can. I think. You know, when you're young, you can you can get away with it till a certain point until your metabolism starts changing. 
Um, also, I find that while you're living at home with your parents and they're cooking for you, um, it's under their control as opposed to, you know, when you move out and you start eating for yourself and you're like, oh gosh, I'm going to eat pierogies every night for dinner <laughs> or I'm going to have pizza. And dude, I love pizza. Oh, I love pierogies. And suddenly, you know, you get into, you get into the, you know, the working class, you know, and you're sitting around and you're getting lazy and you're not exercising, you're not playing sports anymore. You're making your own food, which is just garbage. And then you're like 24 years old and you're like, what, where did this come from? Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I mean, some of that, you know, for you is obviously that was, that was hereditary that you did just your genes and you were born into it. And I don't know your lifestyle when you grew up, maybe you had something similar. It was, it was my, my mom is, has a Ukrainian background. So it was a lot of carbs, uh, pastas, pierogies, pizzas, um, oh, so you know, um, Katie and that's, it's how I, it's how I grew up and it's how I continued to eat when I moved to Calgary because mm-hmm. it's all I knew. Right. I mean, when I moved to Calgary, like I said, I was like 360 pounds. I was eating two boxes of KD in a sitting. Oh. And yeah, oh yeah. Like, and right. And, and I didn't understand how, when I first started, I didn't understand, you know, um, hypertrophy, or I didn't realize that you expel um, carbon dioxide, which was fat through heavy breathing. And um, it, it, Everything changed once I started looking into bodybuilding and fitness and nutrition. And the one way that I was able to break out of those crappy eating diets, and this is something that I suggest to everybody, especially people who are in, who, who, do, who have business to run, is on Sunday nights, prep your week. Just take an hour and a half and just prep your food for a week, get, get a bunch of, um, like, I think you can get Amazon containers for 20 bucks you can get like 10 of them. And if you, it saves so much time, you know, um, why is that? Why do you recommend people prep it on Sunday? You don't have to think about it. It's, it's Wednesday. Let's say it's Wednesday. You just had a long day. You had a bunch of meetings. Um, you have another meeting later on in the evening, but you need to eat. Yeah. For me, if I if I had to eat fast, it was a pizza pub, it was a KD, it was a Mr. Noodles. Skip the instead. Dishes. Exactly. Instead, except the dishes. Instead, I have my I have my five ounces of of salmon and two thirds of a cup of rice ready to go. Throw it in the microwave. You're done. Um, you wake up in the morning. Let's say you wake up late. Shit. I have nowhere. I have no time to eat. What are you going to do? Probably stop at McDonald's for a coffee and a McMuffin. It's the easy thing to do, right? It's the easiest thing to do. So, you know, I, I make sure that I have egg whites made up in bulk, throw them in the microwave, throw a little ketchup on there, sriracha. There's your breakfast. It's done just like that. As long as it takes for the microwave to heat them up. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to sit there and wait for your eggs to cook in the frying pan. And, you know, we were, you were just a part of my masterclass uh, yesterday. We were talking about um, filling uh, vacancies fast yeah. and, you know, the whole underlying um, rule was, was that you need to, if you want to be in business, you want like anything in business, so you want to be successful, you need to move fast 
you need to be all in and 100% committed to it, right? 100% yep. dedicated. And, you know, it's a great example because, you know, I was talking about the fact that if you've got someone who wants to go see your place, you go drop everything you're doing, you go show them the place, right? You get them in there, you get them to sign the lease agreement fast. If you've got a joint venture partner who wants to do business with you, you go drive down or you'll fly down to their city and you get it done. But that type of lifestyle, that successful lifestyle, the things that need to be done in order to be successful, that doesn't exactly match with a healthy eating lifestyle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you had not prepped your stuff on Sunday, then what's going to happen? I'm going to go run out. I'm going to probably grab a cheeseburger on the way or on the way back, or I'm going to get home at 930 and I'm going to be so hungry and the, the cravings are going to be so hard that I just, I'm like, ah, oh, God, I've got a bag of pierogies in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> right? So exactly. having stuff pre-made, you know, for me, it's huge. Um, yeah. my, my wife, Gabrielle, she, she does all the prepping on Sundays as well. Uh, we yeah. kind of got to a point where, the microwave was really starting to affect us. Um, microwaveable chicken and stuff like that. You know, by the fourth day, say Wednesdays, Thursdays, it's like uh, <laughs> when you're eating the same things over and over, which so, you know, we, we found a way to kind of find a happy medium where, you know, we're still cooking, but everything is all pre-made into containers and we yeah. just go throw it in the barbecue or throw it in the oven. Uh, yeah. It saves us a lot of trouble. But um, yeah. like I was saying, man, like, it, like this, this success lifestyle, um, it's, it, it gets in the way of, of your diets. And so it really does. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I love the barbecue, right? If like I'll have my weeks, I'll have my week's meals set out. Right. But not held to those meals. If I have time, mm -hmm. if I have time, I don't have to eat the ground beef and broccoli. Yeah. If I have time in an evening, I can throw a steak on the grill. Yeah. Um, Right. But it's all about making those smart decisions in lieu of eating your pre-made made food. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's made a huge change. You know, uh, my lifestyle is completely different now because of the pre-made meals. Um, and, and one thing that I had found was difficult was if I need to eat on the go, if I need to eat the truck, um, what I'll do <laughs> instead of eating the eggs just out of the container, it's not the best idea. I mean, it's not a good, uh, how do I say this? Making the best out of bad situations, grab a wrap, throw the eggs in the wrap, roll it up, you have your breakfast to go. Yep. Um, that being said, now you have to watch your, your, your carbs for the rest of the day mm -hmm. because you just ate a wrap, which is the equal of two white pieces of bread. For sure. Um, but, it's Maybe making, that means that you need to add a little more cardio in at the end of the day, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, I want to rewind to something you said earlier. But, you know, sure. the fact that when, when you first made that decision, the next thing you did was you got education. You learned all about these different things. Yeah. And ignorance is no excuse for having a, an unhealthy lifestyle. If you want to know how to get it done, you got to do your research, just like real estate investing, just like anything else just like your trade, you have to go and find out how it works. So that way you can build, once you made your decision, you can build a plan and then implement yeah. it, right? Yeah. You have a good education better than I do, to be honest. I, I got my, my trainer to, to do all that stuff. I got a fancy little app that tells me, you know, based on my weight and my height, it tells me how many calories and, and you can just plug in, you know, what you're eating, which by the way, you know, I, I highly recommend looking at something like that, like MyFitnessPal or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah. That's what it's I use. got every different brand available, every different box. So you can literally enter it in. And that way, you know, 
um, how many calories you've eaten for the day as well. You can also enter in your exercise, which will calculate how many calories you burn. So again, there's no, there's no excuse for ignorance. Like ignorance is not an excuse. Um, but I like, uh, let's get a little more into education, like, you know, and, and, and how you got that. So a a personal trainer isn't going to teach you the things like how, how hypertrophy works. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to teach you that you lose weight by expelling carbon dioxide. They're not going to teach you how muscle groups work with each other. Um, they'll, they'll show you exercises. They'll tell you the benefit of that exercise. And yeah. they'll help you with form. They'll, right? they'll help with form. And that's what they do. Unless you want to pay you know, thousands of dollars a month instead of hundred, hundreds of dollars a month. A lot of the education um, with not, on, not only fitness, but real estate as well, is um, a coach can only bring you so far and teach you so much. Um, me personally, a lot of the stuff that I've learned for fitness is self-educated. Um, going on bodybuilding.com, um, following certain bodybuilders, uh, following certain lifters, um, and, and with real estate, like you've given me so much, so, so much. And, but a lot of stuff I've learned just by going and, you know, following certain people on Facebook, joining groups on Facebook, asking questions, doing a lot of self, self stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's some things that, that, that you would, that you would need a coach for. Yeah. Um, like for me, I needed you to give me a path. Um, and, and I needed you for some questions. Um, and, and, you know, if it weren't for you, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to pump your, I'm going to pump you up a little bit here. If, if, Ready. <laughs> if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Thank I you. wouldn't have a condo under contract. I it wouldn't be, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> I know. Um, but a, like I, a coach can only bring you so far. Mm-hmm. It's self education and applying yourself to your trade that is going to propel you to the amounts of success that you need, that mm-hmm. you want. Um, so it's, it's digging into those, those, those articles or asking people uh, questions and not being afraid. Like I was, I was super, I was super afraid when I got into real estate for the first time, I was in those groups and I was watching people interact and I'm like, man, I wish I could interact with these investors the way that they're interacting with each other. Yeah. And now that I've educated myself in, in what wholesaling is, how it works, I'm in the thick of things. I'm posting videos almost daily and I'm answering questions for people who don't understand wholesaling. Like for example, there was a question yesterday in one of the groups and um, I can't remember what it is. I think his name was Chance. So Chance, if you're listening to this, um, there is no base pay for a wholesaler's fee. Um, he asked, well, how much are you willing to pay for a wholesaler for a deal? Is it 75 cents on the dollar? 
and I had to talk, I had to tell him, you know, I was, and I was able to tell him mm-hmm. because I've self-educated myself in wholesaling. You know, there is no base fee. How much it, it, does the fee even matter when it comes to profit? If you're going to make a $30,000 profit, a wholesaler is, he, he might charge you $5,000. But a wholesaler isn't going to charge you $5,000 if you're making $100,000 profit. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to charge you $30,000 fee for that for that, for that that deal. Mm-hmm. And it's all about knowing your wholesaler. You can't just buy a property from any old wholesaler because yeah. there are some out there who will fudge numbers yeah. just to make money for themselves. So you need to make sure that you have a wholesaler who has self-educated himself on every exit strategy that this property can 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 utilize. Yes, yes. Um, because if if you have a wholesaler who just focuses on flipping, and all of a sudden he has a turnkey property, his numbers are not going to work. That's so right. you have to trust your wholesaler. You have to trust that your wholesaler has educated himself with the proper exit strategies for each and every realistically a wholesaler has to be the best numbers person out of every investor yeah they should know the numbers better than anyone exactly um and if if they don't then their numbers are going to be wrong uh, they're they're gonna somebody somebody's gonna end up buying a property for them and they're gonna end up in the red instead of the black and that wholesaler is done that whole if if you know if somebody sells if if you were to buy a wholesale property for example from somebody and he told you that it's going to be a twenty thousand dollar profit I mean I know you you're going to do your due diligence so you're going to know that yeah you know, but for a more uneducated investor they're going to see somebody say this property is going to net you twenty thousand dollars after Renos and the ARV comes in and. It turns out you've done all the work and all of a sudden you're in the red by $10,000. That, that flipper is going to go to every Facebook group and say, Hey, I just lost $10,000 on a deal that so-and-so said I was going to make $20,000 off of. Don't trust them. You need to trust your invest, your, your wholesaler, and trust that they have, again, going back, self-educated themselves on the numbers, and you have to make sure that they are experts in those numbers. And, and it just, it's all about self-education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, going back to that whole ignorance thing. It's, uh, there, there's, there's no excuses for it. So, um, you know, when it comes to wholesaling, when it comes to health, because this, the health is something I want to get back on, you know. Because it's again, it's it's real estate, man. You know this. You you probably realize this by now. Real estate's actually quite easy. Investing yeah. in real estate is actually quite easy, um, or or is it simple? How do they how do they say it? But um, easy, not, easy, not simple. Yes, yes. Um, because all the information is out there. You can find it in some way or another. You can find it for free online. It's going to take you a little bit longer, right? Because you have to sift through all the BFs and all the promotions and the funnels and stuff. Uh, or you can pay for it and get it, you know, immediately and get accurate information. That's just a time thing. If you want to get it faster, you're going to have to pay for it. That's it, right? Yeah. You, 
coaching calls or courses and stuff like that. If you want it free, you got to spend your time sifting through all the BS. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's all accessible. It's all there. It's just all about, you know, making decisions, you know, doing your education, you got your education now making decision and then, you know, setting up a plan and actually fulfilling it. Um, and that, it, and, and there's no excuse for not having any health. And I'm saying this, you know, like for, cause I was, I was ignorant for a long time. I thought that there was no time to do it. It's just a matter of like organizing your time, making sure that you, your days are, are laid out nicely. You have a calendar, you know what I mean? You like, there's, there is time there. You just need to make the decisions to, to focus your energy on the things that are most important to you. Um, yeah. And if, and if health is important to you, then you'll find time for it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. What is your, what does your day look like? I want to, I want to see what your routine is. Cause you are a heavy equipment operator. You know, you, you, you have a fiance, uh, a, a stepchild, right? Um, you have a dog, right? You, and then you're also a wholesaler, which arguably is the most busiest sporadic real estate investing strategy that there is. So how do you do that? Keep maintain a healthy eating lifestyle and also, you know, get a chance to work out every day. I want to hear what your day looks like. Okay. So wake up in the morning, I'll, I'll grab my egg whites that's the first thing I do is I'll get my egg whites so that food is out of the way. Um, and, and people will be like, you eat first. What about, what about showering? What about brushing your teeth? What about this, that, and the other? No, you get, you get your food out of the way. That's done. You're over. It's done. It's, it's from there. Have your shower, do your teeth. Um, I, I like to, I like to get food out of the way because in my, a lot of people, eat for pleasure oh it makes you feel to... so good dude <laughs> you're supposed to eat for sustenance if you're not eating simply for sustenance you're doing it wrong well you're not okay you're not doing it wrong but but um if if you want to live a healthy okay yeah if you want to live a healthy style a lifestyle you're doing it wrong yeah um there are times and places to eat for 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 pleasure food is meant as sustenance and i want to talk so, about i want to talk about pleasure that sounds weird when i say it like that i want to talk about pleasure when you're done your routine um, sure. that's really important yeah. as well so um then i'll head off to work um during work um I'm, I'm thinking i'm always thinking i'm listening to podcasts i'm listening to audiobooks um, so you're educating i'm self-educating um some people don't have that pleasure but i do because i'm sitting in a machine i have, I have bluetooth and I'm able to listen. So every single minute of every single day has purpose. Um, so during breaks, during breaks is usually when I'm going to plan out um, who I'm going to call. So I'll go on to Kijiji on my 15 minute breaks and I will look at listings uh, on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace and I will write down numbers. I'll write down the Kijiji ad um, website or the, the link to their ad. Sorry, I won't write it down. I'll, I'll copy and paste it into, into Samsung Notes. Mm -hmm. And by the end of my day, by the end of my breaks, I have a list of typically 20 listings, 10, 20 people I'm going to call. So I'll finish my day at work and I'll go home. And the first thing I do, is I'll get out of my work clothes and I will get into my workout gear. I'll go downstairs. Right now it's it's home workouts, but if let's pretend COVID isn't a thing. 
Yeah. Um, I go to the gym. Yeah. Um, if, if COVID wasn't a thing, my gym bag is in my vehicle and I go ahead straight to the gym after work. Nice. Um, people are going to think, Oh, you just had a long day at work. Um, you probably stink. If that's their thoughts, they've never been in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody stinks at a gym because everybody's sweating. So yeah. if you smell like dirt, you actually smell better than a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so I'll go out, I'll go, do, I'll go do my workout. Typically that's the two hours. So usually an hour and a half of, of lifting weights and half an hour of cardio. Head home and once I get home, I have my shower, I eat my dinner. Now my lunch, I, I totally skipped over lunch. Yeah. Lunch is usually always just salad, salad and chicken. Um, the chicken I just eat cold, whatever. Um, so I'll get home and I'll throw my rice and fish in the in the microwave. And as that's heating up, I'm sitting down, I'm preparing for my phone calls. I have my lead sheets out. And from there, I'm making calls until Jackie gets home. Jackie usually gets home. Again, if COVID isn't it, right now she works from home, but if COVID isn't a thing, she's working at the studio until what, nine o'clock at night. I am making calls until nine o'clock at night. Um, yes, some people cuss me out for calling them at 8.45 in the evening. Um, yes, people cuss me out for calling during dinner. Then they're not motivated. But exactly, that tells me they're not motivated. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm never going to see them face to face. Why the heck do I care what they're thinking? They're like, it helps because I used to work at a call center. Yeah. <laughs> so you know how to deal with it. So you got skin. it it's water off, off my back. Like it's like saying uh, like a duck water's back, water, water off the duck's it. back I'll or something like it. that. <laughs> so like, I'm the worst for that too. You start saying something and you don't remember what it, what it actually is. It's, um, um and then when Jackie when Jackie gets home, family time. Yeah. And I just do it all over again. So um, people who say they don't have time for fitness, bullshit. You know? Bullshit. That's, that's all just, I got to say. They just prioritize other things in their life more. That's true. And nine times out of ten, it's just pleasure and happiness. I say the word pleasure, but it's the truth. I mean... Um, pizza brings me pleasure. Pizza makes sure. me happy. When I'm having a shitty day, what do I do? I go grab a beer and a pizza because that makes yeah. me feel good, right? And there's yeah. lots of different things in your life that can make you feel good. But nine times out of ten, the easiest thing to do is to, is to go to the the indulgence that you know that's that's the fastest, the the one that you know for sure is going to make you feel happy. Your body exactly. just wants to be happy, right? Your body just naturally just deciding. I want comfort. I don't want to go for a run that hurts. I would rather yeah. sit on the couch and eat pizza and watch this or play this. So it's, it's just, you know, internally, naturally, we're just, you know, built for always looking for comfort. Um, yeah. But for you, you know, you've built out this life, this routine. You know, that's, you know, it actually doesn't sound all that great. I mean, someone who is who's not on our level would look at that and be like, well, what kind of a life do you have, Jared? Yeah, it doesn't sound like a very good life. So, you know, I want to ask you, are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Couldn't be happier right now, Wayne. Um, 
it's Gary V talks about this all the time. Delayed gratification. Mm. If you do thing, you do the things now. And you know what? I posted this on Facebook a couple of days ago. Um, I'm not even going to try it. I thought it was eat as much shit as you can. Something like that. Mm. And um, that means that in, in the future, like I'm, I'm 35 years old. I'm still really young. Um, I have a long time later down the road. Yeah. My body is in relatively good condition. Um, and by that, I mean my joints, my joints yeah. um, and stuff like that. And you got good bones. I got good bones. <laughs> Please. <sighs> the amount of people have used that joke on me since I posted that video is <laughs> so many times. Left the door wide open there, bud. I did. I did. Um, but I, I mean, realistically, yeah, I have good bones. Um, so I'm taking advantage of that now. Yeah. Because if I wait for my, phys my physical personal health until my financial health is taken care of, I'm going to be 56 years old. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do the things that I'm doing right now to get my body in shape. Yeah. If I do it now, then I'm going to be in good shape down the road <laughs> where my body doesn't have to throw around as much weight to stay healthy. So it's that delayed gratification thing where, yes, I'm kicking the shit out of myself right now, but it's for a purpose. It's all for a purpose. Yes. They it's also so that like fitness, real estate, that's my retirement plan. I don't have an RSP. Um, I bet you if you were to ask a lot of investors, they would say that they don't have RSPs because their their money is tied up in real estate, not in a maybe one percent growth RSP. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of how I see with my fitness is if, if, if you were, if, if you're going to do it later on in life, that's kind of like placing your body in an RSP that might see 1% growth yeah. over 50 years instead. Like I just thought of this analogy right now, like right now I have my body in 10 properties yeah. where in. 10 years, I'm going to see the profit yep. from the, the pay down of those mortgages, the, the appreciation of those mortgages. Right now, my body is appreciating. Mm -hmm. most, uh, most people say that, you know, the best investments you can make is in yourself. Yep. And a lot of times they're referring to your education. Mm -hmm. But that also applies to your body as well. Yep. Um, I mean, there's, it's, it's a really great investment because it's not just you look at it one way and think that, you know, if you invest in yourself, you're going to live a lot longer. Therefore, you're going to get better returns. <laughs> the longer you live, the more money you're going to make, right? That's right. Um, as well, one thing I've always noticed and I've always uh, been fascinated with, um, I, I study people constantly. Successful people, unsuccessful people. I'm always trying to figure out uh, why some people are successful and why some people aren't. And, you know, one very basic one that I always uh, realized and 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 noticed early on 
was that certain people, certain types of people were more successful than others in, in the, in the working class. And let's, let's talk about like, um, corporate, um, uh, environments, uh, CEOs always tend to be taller, right? Yep. And typically tall people, tall, not, not tall, skinny, but tall people who, who, who fill their, their heights, um, were historically good at sports because they just had the natural ability. They were tall, they were big, you know, they played sports, they were athletic. And, you know, athletic people typically were a little more popular as well, right? So I've always noticed those people, they always, they gravitate through and they may not be the smartest, they may not be the most qualified, but they tend to, you know, rise the ladder and the ranks a lot faster than everyone else. And I think that has to do with the fact that people naturally, you know, from, from your grade school settings and high school and people tend to admire those people throughout life because they think that they're better than them. They're the most popular, right? And then they just ride that throughout their whole life. They go with, they get into a work setting. Maybe they're, you know, they didn't ever went to school or anything. Suddenly they start noticing their general manager, their, their assistant manager, those kind of things. And um, well, I guess what I'm getting at is I've noticed the fact that attractive people and tall people are more successful. Yeah. And if you're not investing into how you look, and it's, I know it sounds so bad, but it's the truth. Yep, absolutely. If you are not taking care of yourself and people are not admiring you, they're not going to take you seriously and they're not going to trust you. People treat me differently now than they did when I was 360 pounds. That's fucked. But it's, it is. It is what it is. And you can't blame the game. And it's one of those things, like I look back at it, and I'm like, that's dirty. Like, like we, society as a whole, I mean, whether it's conscious or not, people treat overweight, obese, short people differently. Whether you like it or not. Life's a like dirty it, fucking game, man. It's a dirty it fucking really, game. It really is. So now that I've lost all that weight and I'm in the best shape of my life, people pay attention to me. They listen to what I have to say. And you have to utilize that. Um, I mean, if you're just talking to sellers alone, I mean, it's hard. It's different over the phone because they can't see you. But um, if if you it, you portray it over the phone, like you feel more confident about yourself, and it comes through your voice. Yeah. Um, but even talking to people in person, um, they see you walk up in a nice pair of fitted jeans and and a shirt and a nice shirt that, that not form fitting, but it's not baggy. Yeah, they're gonna be like okay, this guy means serious, means business. Whereas if you're my 360 pounds, you come up in, in a, a pair of, I mean, I feel like I'm body shaming, but this is just the way that it is. It's it, like, don't man. Like I, I completely agree that I, I hate the people that are judged that way. But the, at the end of the day, the rules are the rules. If not the rules, are the rules, but the game is the game, right? If other people are doing that, then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play the game. You do. You really do. If you like, want to be successful. So yeah, exactly. So as I was saying, if you were to if you were to roll up 
in in a size in a, in a triple XL uh, polo and a size fifty six jean, people are gonna look look at you and be like, "Who's this?" Because they size you up within the first couple seconds, right? Constantly sizing people up to know where you stand against them. And then you treat the way you talk to someone, the way you treat them, the way you interact with them is based off of that. If, if I think I'm better than you, and I don't want to use my example, my, my personally, but if you think that you're better than someone, you naturally talk differently to them. If you are intimidated them because they they are taller than you, which is a, a shitty thing for a five, seven guy. Uh, Cause everybody's taller than you, but you, you tend to give them a little more respect. Yep. And when you, whether you be negotiating, whether you be communicating, um, they almost have a higher power over you. They have leverage over you. Yep. Um, and, and if you're in business, you want to, you want to stack the deck as much for you as possible because if you're walking into a room and naturally someone's looking down on you they're not giving you respect but if you walk in there you're like you said you're wearing nice jeans and it doesn't look dumb like it doesn't look like you're a fat guy in in nice jeans and you got a nice shirt and everything else they're going to give you respect as soon as you walk in the door that's right and that gives you leverage and it's going to create more opportunities for you exactly and i mean it's especially hard for new people um, if you're overweight, um, if you're a seasoned veteran and you know your way around words, you've been doing this for 20 plus years, you'll be able to talk your way into respect. Yes, for sure. Um, if you're a new investor and you know, you're know you only in your fifth negotiation, good luck having a, ta- a kitchen table talk with somebody if they think, if they've already in their mind uh, re- figured they're better than you. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Mm-hmm. You're not going to close that deal. You're gonna, like, not on your terms, at least. Yeah. Um, because a, um, they're the way that they talk to you is likely going to demean you and lower your self confidence at that kitchen table. And if your self-confidence at a kitchen table talk um, is low, you're not going to be able to negotiate terms that work for you. You're going to, you're essentially going to be turning into a yes man yeah, or a yes woman. So uh, fitness or, you know what? I, I use the term fitness and immediately everybody thinks of like CrossFit people. Fitness isn't, you don't have to be fit and cut to be in fitness Mm -hmm. or use the term fitness for what you're doing. Fitness is just, you're being fit. Uh, So fitness is huge when it comes to negotiation, when it comes to business. It's like you said, the cream of the crop in all business is usually tall and thin, not tall and fit. Because people are everywhere. intimidated by them. Everywhere. Like, look at GQ. And, like, those, everybody on the cover of GQ is fit and they're successful. It's what society has deemed appropriate as a successful business person. Of course. Of course. You, you don't see fat people on the cover of business magazines. Every once in a while, you do. 
Every once in a while you do. But if it's, if it's you, just not a thing. And, and again, I, I almost feel like we're going to get heavily criticized and we're tiptoeing. I, I can tell that both of us are tiptoeing. But, you know, yeah, yeah. if, you, if, if you, you can't control the fact, of the, you can't control the things that you, the way you look or you can't control certain aspects of your health, then that's outside of your control. There's nothing you can do. That's right. Yeah. But if you can, that's no fucking excuse. You're just exactly. lazy. Exactly. Right? You yeah. are unwilling to do the things that are hard that make you uncomfortable in order to make you successful. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I can't not imagine losing 70 pounds was a very fucking easy thing to do. I can't imagine. No. I've struggled. It taken me, I'm down 20 pounds in eight months. Yeah. First 15 was very fast. <laughs> now yeah. I am hovering and I don't, I don't mind giving my fucking weight on the, on my podcast. I am hovering 205 pounds. I cannot for the fucking life of me hit 200. I, for some reason, it is, it is very fucking difficult. And I'm sitting around the same kind of 1,800 calories and I'm working out five days a week and it's it's very hard. But I'm willing to do it because I know all the benefits are going to happen. My relationship's going to be better. My business is going to be better. People are going to trust me more. Yeah. Right? If you're wearing baggy jeans or whatever, people aren't going to trust you. So I like when I made that decision, you know, last year, and I made a lot of big decisions last year, I made that decision because it was there was multiple reasons for that. I wanted to live longer. I want to have a better relationship with my wife. I wanted people to trust me and re respect me more. Yeah. And, and I wanted to create more opportunities. Yeah. Right. And I'm willing to make that investment of my time one hour every day and into my routine. And yeah. also one other investment I made was money. And you talked about the fact that you hired a trainer and yeah. I don't know how much you invest into that, but I looked at this and I said, how much is this going to cost for me to get this result? And how long is this result going to, so I, I committed a year. I made a one-year investment for five days a week. Yep. Which, you know, when we were in the gym, that was, I think it was 80 or 90 bucks an hour, which is yep. a lot of fucking money. And yep. now that we're doing it from home, I think it's 40 bucks, which is great. Um, yep. Whatever. But anyways, I looked at that. I calculated how much over a year. That's a $20,000 investment. Yep. I see people spending $20,000 on some shitty fucking real estate courses thinking that someone's going to teach them how to do rent to own, right? Yep. But they're not willing to spend $20,000 investment into themselves. I get way better returns on myself yeah. in my, oh, yeah. in my physical well-being, in my, in my health than I do in taking some stupid course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what it is exactly that it's an investment. Yeah. It's absolutely an investment. There's, I mean, there's no difference between parking $20,000 in a property than there is $20,000 parking it in your own body way better return on yourself way better return way better return on yourself you're gonna if if you're a big guy if you're a big guy and you're not caring about your fitness you're not gonna live long enough to reap the rewards of your financial awesomeness yeah right you're gonna i mean i'm diabetic if i hadn't taken control of my life i would likely be dead before 60. Or I'd, let, I'd lose a leg or a toe or something before 50. I'd go blind at 60. Yeah. If I hadn't have made that financial investment in my fitness and my well-being, I wouldn't be around long enough to, to reap the rewards of real estate investments. So it's a matter of just carve the time out of your day to, to if it's just 20 minutes on a bike then it's 20 minutes on a bike it's better than zero minutes on a bike for sure 
the the one last thing I wanted to I wanted to finish on today because this is yeah. a fantastic thing, uh, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for for doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is, is discipline, and that was one other big thing is the reason why I wanted to. I I've, again always um always watching and and admiring and studying other successful people. And I've always noticed that, you know, people who are in great shape had great discipline. I'm, I always look at people. I'm like, dude, like, how do you do that every goddamn day when it hurts so much? Like, like, I don't know anyone who's in shape. This is like, Oh yeah, it only hurts for the first couple of weeks and then it's easier. No, it just starts to hurt more and more and more. And they put themselves through that excruciating pain with no real, tangible other than your, your your looks when that's just ego right but there's no yeah. like real results where like someone comes in and falls in love with you immediately or someone gives you money for working out there's no like there's no gratification right immediate gratification afterwards so they do this day in day out and they commit themselves to it that is discipline and and, and i wanted that because i wanted that kind of discipline in my life in order to because i knew that that would that would leak out into other aspects of my life where I would stay on track or I would do the things that were, you know, I would have no excuse for doing the things that I, I felt uncomfortable doing. Yeah. Uh, then again, I, I've always, I've always found it funny that I find that, um, and this isn't, this isn't uh, totally certain, you know, across the board, but um, I find a lot of people who are in great shape. Uh, they're not in business. <laughs> like, yeah. I see a lot of people, you know, really in good shape people that they, they just have normal jobs. And I was thinking of, I always ask them like, dude, like you have such great discipline. Why the fuck aren't you running this, um, uh, starting your own business? Yeah. Right. And, and they don't really tend to take it over into, um, into other aspects of their life. But I see a lot of investors, that's, you know, something they do, they start working out and then they take more control of their life. So um, discipline for you, how has your discipline changed since you started working out and how has that kind of bled into, um, you know, your business? Um, well, you know, when I first started, I was into bodybuilding. And if you are into bodybuilding, you have to have discipline. Mm -hmm. If you don't, I mean, like I said earlier, bodybuilding is vain. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, a popularity show, a beauty pageant rather. And if you don't have discipline, you're not going to win. Yeah. And your looks for, for bodybuilders, your looks, is what pays the bills. If you're not disciplined, you're going hungry. Um, the the one thing that really made me realize this the, the how important discipline was was when I first got started. It was rocky. It wasn't just like, okay, I got a trainer, and then I lost 130 pounds. Damn, 130 sorry i said 70 earlier is 130 yeah, twice 130. as much as that 360 to 230 Fucking so. hats off man <laughs> <laughs> sorry continue so it was it was a rocky road at start um i'd fallen off the wagon and i got back on the wagon and i fell off the wagon i got back on the wagon i fell off the wagon for a year i got back on the wagon when i fell off the wagon for a year uh, when I started back up again, I realized if I had just stayed disciplined, I would be a year ahead. I wouldn't be having to start this over again. And that completely changed what discipline meant to me. It's a powerful perspective. 
if because because if you don't have discipline and especially in real estate if you don't have discipline your real estate has more financial consequences when it comes to not being disciplined um and this is kind of where i don't know where i was going right now but discipline when it comes to your fitness okay you can you can start over and do it again um Real estate discipline is so much more important yeah. um, because there's financial consequences, right? I mean, there can be financial consequences in fitness if you've hired a, a, a coach and you've just ignored everything they said. Like, what was that $800 that you just paid this month good for them, right? Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm going to argue with you a little bit there. Um, yeah, okay. This is something you just overlooked, but you know, the cost of not taking care of yourself, um, there's a lot more you can lose. That's, that's your life. There, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, you're absolutely not wrong. So if, um, yeah, you have, okay, you're, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Absolutely. That's a good argument. Get sick. Right, because you're not you're not treating your body right. You're not getting the right nutrients. Um, yeah. Let's be honest. Again, this isn't something that we that we that we like. But at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of your body, you know, someone might not love you as much anymore. Yeah. Right. It's going to ruin your relationship. You know, yeah. when they met you, you were a lot skinnier and a lot more in, in shape. And then, you know, you start letting yourself go. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can lose, and obviously, you lose respect. So there's so many different things that like, it, it took me a very long time. It took me. <laughs> until I was 33 years old to figure it out, which is, is just so fucking ignorant. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that just carve out a little bit of time in your day. Just carve out a little just bit of time it. and put just some, do it. You could be dis- practice good discipline and just create a good routine. Like, yeah. like you said earlier, man, like it's, it's, it started off and then you fail and you started again. You know, a good routine is how you stay on track. Right. You do the same shit every day. Every Sunday, you cook the same meals for the week, eat the same shit every, you know, uh, for lunch and snacks and dinner. And then you like, I know it sounds a little boring and almost robotic, but, you know, I'm sure you carve out time in your weekends and and your evenings, you know, with your fiance to 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 do other things as well. Right. You, You do have a little spontaneity in your life, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not it's. I'm not one of those hardcore bodybuilders where if you even veer off for 10 minutes in a day, you're not paying your bills. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's an extreme in every kind of little nuance in life, like bodybuilders, there's an extreme in real estate investing investors. There's an extreme, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not extreme. There is absolutely times where like like i said i went to Kelowna for 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 the weekend i didn't bring my food um so i did cheat a little bit this weekend but if there's any time to cheat what better time than hanging out with your buddies at a funeral yeah right you it's it's you made that decision though right that wasn't impulsive i made that decision I was like, you know what? I'm going to Kelowna. I'm just going to let loose for the weekend. Yeah. Um, 
there. You knew exactly how many calories you're going to be doing. You know exactly how you're going to burn it off later. You had that education in your mind. You made a decision, a conscious decision that you probably calculated. Now, granted, you were under a little bit of stress. And, um, Um, you know, I'm sure you got right back home and right back on track, though. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, sometimes you just make the decision to not care about calories and how you're going to burn this food off. You have to have those. I mean, if you're, if you're just doing the same thing over and over, you're going to get depressed. Mm -hmm. So it's knowing when to veer off course, knowing like you have to have the thing you have to know in your mind that what you're doing is not good for your body. Yeah. And you have to realize that, um, when I was weighed 360 pounds, I didn't think twice about eating two packs of macaroni in a setting. Now, now if I eat two packs of macaroni in a sitting, it's a conscious decision. It's a shitty fucking decision, but it's a decision I made and it was calculated. Yes. Um, so when it comes to discipline, what I would highly suggest your listeners is start with something small. Um, whether it's, you know, I don't know what it is, what it is, but just start with something small and do it every day. I'm going to go back to earlier, way earlier in the, in this, um, you know, this, this episode where, you know, yeah. you, about, you made that first decision. You're going to move to Kelowna, right? Yeah. And you moved to Calgary. Calgary, sorry. Yeah. Um, and, and you brought your boots and then you, you made a decision right there. And that was the start of, you know, your first, um, evolution into Jared 2.0. And then you made another decision in your life. You had a breakthrough moment. You just said, that's never going to happen to me again. You made a decision and you went into Jared 3.0, right? And then you went into, you decided, you know, weightlifting is not going to do Olympic Jared 4.0. And then you're going to get into real estate Jared 5.0. You're constantly evolving into better versions of yourself. So like you said, just start off a little bit slow, make a decision. Don't be too dramatic because you know, you're like, it's, it's a little too much for our uh, for us as humans to, to make that big of a jump. You gotta, you gotta be gradual, yeah. make a decision, implement a new routine, fulfill it. Sometimes it takes, you know, even just, you know, a new food to get used to. It takes seven, 14 days, same thing for, you know, for working out or for anything else, you yeah. get into it and then make another decision and get towards that. And then just that's, that's, that's life is becoming the best version of yourself constantly. Yeah. I, I'm sure you're not done. You're just going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing into the best possible version of yourself so that when you die or on your deathbed, you're not going to have any regrets. You knew everything possible to be the best living organism that you could possibly be. Exactly. And you know what? You showed me the, the process of making small incremental goals and understanding how you're going to get to the next step. Um, I was doing it on my own, but I didn't really understand what I was doing or why I was making those goals or, you know, I didn't have any plans on getting to those goals. Mm -hmm. But since taking your mentorship course in November and the the past six, seven months, it's, and and I'm absolutely going to talk you up for your next, for your next group um, is, it changed my life. Like from Jared 2.0 to where I'm at Jared 5.0. You know what? It's not, I'm not even at Jared 5.0 anymore. I'm at like Jared Mach 10, Jared 
10.0 because and and it was I was at Jared 5.0 in November. Mm-hmm. And since November, it's been Jared 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Because now I understand how to create a roadmap to my success. And if, like if anybody's on the fence of taking your your mentorship oh, program you plug in the mentorship group <laughs> it's gonna seem it's gonna seem like we planned this dude <laughs> I got me. all i did was just poked and prodded you a little bit and i told you i just helped you develop you know an actual pass that's all yeah. i did and just held you accountable when uh when you were full of shit the rest of it was all Sports you, dude. Kid. That's all you needed. You just need a little electric prod every now and then. <laughs> a little bit of guidance. <laughs> Sorry, I can't oh, believe I just geez. called you cattle. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> no, dude, it was all you. It's, it's, it's always been you. Um, it's always you. It's real thing. Not, no, I mean, it's always <laughs> You take control of your own destiny. I appreciate the kind words, though. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I mean... For anybody listening, just take some time in your day to, to take care of yourself because in 10, 20 years, you're going to regret that you didn't. That, that, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for, for coming on the podcast. I mean, obviously Absolutely. we're going to have you on and there's just so much, so much to talk about with you and um, you got so many great stories and, and you're doing so many yeah. great things and I'm um, looking forward to having you back on discuss yeah. more into your business and the wholesaling and, and your, in your, in your journey in that respect. But yeah. again, thank you so much. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. All right.